It is always a pleasure to uh, chat with our next guest. He is one of the candidates for the GOP nomination for U.S. Senate. His name is Bernie Moreno. He was in the last Senate campaign that eventually went to J.D. Vance. Bernie uh, uh, did one for the team there, getting out early so that the uh, vote could coalesce around J.D., and hopefully he will be joining J.D. in the U.S. Senate uh, when uh, the election is uh, done in the fall of 2024. So, Bernie, thanks for coming on the show today. How goes the campaign? Thank you for having me, my friend. It's going really, really well. As you saw uh, recently, we just uh, announced our fundraising for the quarter, and we broke an all-time fundraising record in Ohio. We raised uh, almost $2.3 million, uh, most of which came from Ohio, so we're really, really proud of that. Yeah, you should be proud of that. Uh, But, uh, of course, you know one of your competitors, uh, Matt Dolan, uh, they pay uh, bench-warming utility infielder more than that, the Cleveland Indians. I... uh, I guess I should say guardians, but uh, you and I, neither one of us are particularly uh, worried about being politically correct. So you've got an uphill battle here in terms of the money, but I think your message resonates. I think we're at a time, Bernie, where populist candidates, people who have built businesses on their own, people who have actually been citizens and done things, have the solutions, and I think will resonate with voters. Does that come back at you when you talk with Ohio voters? Absolutely. People are sick and tired of career politicians. They're tired of people who are going to D.C. for a career, to make money, to become famous. And for some that played with the White House Legos had too much in their kids to think that they're going to be president of the United States. They want people who've done something in their lives that are going to serve the country. And then most importantly, Bruce, as you and I talk about often, come home. It's not a career. It shouldn't be something you do for your whole life. It should be something as public service, and that's what I intend to do. Well, and I know in your case, uh, I got in a little sideways, uh, you know, uh, in jest with your wife, Bridget, uh, for suggesting uh, at, a, at an event uh, last fall that, you know, you should run again. And she was like, no, no, he did it once. That's it. Uh, you don't want to make a career out of this. You're somebody who you truly want to serve. And I know that's born out of your own personal story, which I know you're hesitant to talk about, but you became a very successful car dealer. You're a very successful entrepreneur. And those kinds of experiences are things that you think will uh, benefit you as a U.S. senator. No, absolutely. And, and I, I'll tell you a story I've never told anybody else. Uh, when, when Bridget and I were having this conversation last fall, I was inclined to do it again because the country is getting worse and we need people to go out there and fix it. But then Bridget got diagnosed with breast cancer in December. I thought there's just no way I could do this. It was, it was absolutely horrifying diagnosis. She then had, went through a double mastectomy, gruesome surgery, and I, I, when she was better, call it in late February, early March, I said to her, so what do you think? I mean, should we just not do this? She looked at me right in the eyes and says, you're going to do this, we're going to win, and we're going to change this country. And I said, my God, what, what made you change your mind? And she said, we have situations where uh, young girls, 14, 15, 16-year-old girls are going through the same procedure I just went through on purpose Wow! because they have gender dysphoria, and we're encouraging it in this country, and I want to fight against that, and that's her big mission, and it's really motivated me. She's with me everywhere I go on the campaign trail. Uh, she's a warrior, uh, so the strength of having her feel that way, uh, Bruce, has really motivated me to work so hard on his campaign. That's what we're going to do. Well, that's a powerful story. Our guest is Bernie Moreno running for the GOP nomination for the U.S. Senate. Uh, You can uh, contribute to his campaign, find out more about his campaign, more about him 
and his family at BernieMoreno.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Bernie Moreno. Uh, so we're going to get whistleblower testimony today in Washington. I think we got a pretty good idea what they're going to say, but I think we're also going to be struck by uh, the level to which uh, the government went to protect Hunter Biden. And we can roll this into the news yesterday that there's likely a third Trump indictment coming. Uh, this weaponization of the DOJ, this favoritism shown to Hunter Biden. Uh, I just think, you know, I want America to watch today. It's too bad that this will likely only be carried on conservative outlets like Fox and Newsmax. Uh, I think if Americans would watch this, Bernie, they would get a new appreciation that they're certainly not getting from the way the mainstream media portrays it. No, we. it's very sad for me as somebody who came from a continent where this kind of two-tier justice system is normal, where political opponents are jailed, where political opponents are punished, uh, where you have one set of rules for the wealthy and well-connected, the elites, and a different set of rules for everybody else. I never would have thought I'd see that in America. We can't stand for it, Bruce, as you know. We've got to be very unequivocal that there needs to be one fair, blind justice system. And you see the, the persecution, it's not prosecution, it's the persecution by uh, Merrick Garland and Biden against President Trump is totally crazy. And at the same time, turning a blind eye to a person who clearly, now listen, Hunter Biden is entitled to a presumption of innocence, mm-hmm. but when you look through the overwhelming evidence that's in his very own laptop, it is absolutely crazy to see him getting a slap on the uh, wrist when any of us would have been doing serious jail time for any of the many offenses that he's committed. And uh, the whistleblower is going to shine light on that. But we have to go back in in 2025 when we take back over power in Washington, D.C., and reinstall confidence in our judicial system, in our justice system, and make sure that everybody is treated equally. Yeah, and I think that's what the left miss, Bernie, is that, you know, they're using it to their advantage. Um, there could come a time. We saw this on the level of uh, the Supreme Court. The standard used to be 60 votes. Mitch McConnell warned Harry Reid, you're not going to want to change this to 50 votes. It's going to come back to haunt you. It came back, they would say, to haunt them with the appointment of three conservative justices under Donald Trump. So it's not like these these pendulums don't swing back. Uh, the Democrats, people on the left should want the justice system applied evenly, because if not, there will be a day, as you were referencing your days as a child in Columbia before you came here and became an American citizen as a, at age 18, that pendulum swings back and it eventually finds you. No, absolutely, 100 percent. And the reality is all of us know pretty instinctually that if President Trump were le- uh, being uh, beaten in the polls, if he was way far behind or if he wasn't running, all these cases would immediately be dropped. They would be never even been, been placed. Uh, they're trying to quite literally do everything they can to prevent him from becoming president again in 2025. It's not up to them. It's up to the voters. That's how our system works. And they also know that if he, when he does take over, and I believe he will, I believe he'll be our nominee, I think he will take over, that uh, he's going to fight uh, the, the uh, scenario in D.C., which this structural bureaucracy which prevents change from happening and that's what they know and and it's just it's just awful to watch and again even if you don't like or support president trump like i do uh you have to be totally horrified by the idea that you have one political party prosecuting and persecuting their opponent during a presidential race it's totally uncalled for it's it's nuts well he was never more right than when he said uh they hate me because they hate you Uh, Our guest is Bernie Moreno. He's running for Senate on the Republican side of the ticket. 
Uh, follow him on Twitter at Bernie Moreno. His website is BernieMoreno.com. Very easy to donate to his campaign. There's um, a, a graphic there where you can click on $25, dollars $50, $100, $200 or other. You can stay up to date with his campaign, sign up for email updates, find out more about Bernie. Tell his story to your friends, uh, BernieMoreno.com. All right, let's bring it down to the state of Ohio. You mentioned uh, the inspiring story of Bridget saying, you know, uh, now that she went through uh, that breast cancer experience, she's more dedicated than ever to protect children in the state of Ohio who go through these surgeries that she unfortunately had to go to to uh, for a great medical result, medical outcome. Kids doing that uh, electively, which is just horrific. And I mean, I, I'm not going to embarrass you by telling what they do to boys electively. Uh, I'm not even sure I can say it on the air. But we had a uh, a proposal this week in Ohio, some Republicans, 44 of them, uh, proposing that uh, drag queens not be allowed to perform before minor children. And the left is coming out foursquare in support of opposing this. The mayor of Columbus, this is not what Columbus stands for. He's got a teenage daughter, Bernie. I mean, I'm just astounded the degree to which the left embraces these things that five years ago would not have been the least bit controversial, that we should not in any way, shape, or form sexualize our kids. For the entire time that I re- that I can remember being an adult or even a, a, a younger teenager, it was never controversial, Bruce, ever, that we do not sexualize children. Yeah. We just do not do that. In fact, uh, there was laws that were very strict around that, that hey, you can't... I apologize, my friend. I misread the clock. Will you come back and join us again soon? Absolutely. Anytime, Bruce. Thank Thanks you, for- my friend. Thank you, Bernie. So my morning began, as it uh, almost always does, uh, with me sitting in my chair uh, with the Bible, uh, thinking, praying, reading, and uh, I got on a train of thought, and I sometimes journal about things, and uh, usually those are things um, between me and God. Uh, Today, uh, what I wrote, I'm going to share with you in the uh, 12.05 segment. Uh, It might take the first uh, two segments of the uh, second hour of the program, Um. Because I think I can make some sense of several headlines today uh, through the prism that the left has adopted, uh, which is um, a decidedly um, antagonistic, to put it mildly, uh, approach toward God. So um, 12.05 today, uh, we will get into that. The whistleblowers will testify today at 1 o'clock. Uh, in Congress. Uh, by the time we get together tomorrow at 11, it'll probably seem like old news because you will have heard it all day long. Well, I mean, at least on conservative outlets, you will have heard it all day long. I don't know if they'll carry much of it on uh, the the uh, liberal outlets, which is to say almost every outlet. Uh, NBC was already starting this morning to disparage it uh, with a headline that says, uh, Giuliani Associate urges House GOP to abandon Biden probe. Uh, it is a wild goose chase, Lev Parnas, a Ukrainian businessman, said. Uh, he says there have never been any evidence that the president or his son Hunter interfered with Ukraine's politics. Is that what we're investigating? That they interfered with Ukraine's politics? <laughs> That's not what we're investigating, Lev. We're investigating the bags of cash Hunter got. Now, they did interfere with Ukraine politics. Joe Biden went over and threatened to withhold a billion dollars in USA if they didn't fire a prosecutor who was looking into corruption in Ukraine, which 
paying a foreign uh, elected official, Joe Biden, and his crack addict son millions of dollars. Yeah, that's corruption. Uh, but Lev, who's like the you know the hunter, the 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 uh, Rudy Giuliani associate, according to NBC, I found another story on Lev. <laughs> Here it is. Lev Parnas, a Ukrainian businessman whose work with Rudy Giuliani made him a character in former President Donald Trump's first impeachment, was found guilty of campaign finance crimes on Friday, October 2021. Lev and an associate, Andy Kukushkin, were found guilty of illegally funneling foreign cash into the 2018 midterms to advance their own business interests. So this guy's a crook. And they're using a crook to disparage the investigation. Uh, there's no evidence, he says, of uh, Ukrainian funny business. Are there 20 shell corporations with the Bidens? I'll tell you what. Here's a question I have. Remember I said yesterday that sometimes we get into the weeds of things. Hey, you know, he flew here and there and this guy and that guy and this dollar and that dollar and this grandchildren and this. And we forget to ask the most basic of questions. So here's one of the most basic of questions that I've never heard anybody from the White House answer. And I know how they'll answer it if they're ever asked it. If Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and Jim Biden didn't do anything wrong, why don't they come out and explain why they needed 20 shell corporations? I mean, if it's all on the up and up, why not just come out and tell us? Why the money went to Rob Walker and then it went from Rob Walker to the you know, to this entity and that entity and this entity, and it got broken up into this thousand to this person and this to 19 different binds. Like, what's the lawful, reasonable explanation for that where we'd all go, oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah, nothing to see here. I mean, just come out and say it. I mean, if it's legal, right? But here's how they'll answer it if it's ever asked. Here's how they'll answer it. Well, he doesn't have to prove it's legal. And he's and they're right. He doesn't have to prove it's legal. He doesn't have to. He's innocent until proven guilty. But you're not innocent if we don't get to investigate whether you're guilty or not. See, that's the leap Democrats make. Well, you know, he doesn't have to prove that's legal. You're, you shouldn't even investigate him. You're wrong to investigate. No, no, that's not how it works. We get to investigate. And then if we don't find anything, then you're innocent. But you don't get to say, oh, we're innocent until proven guilty. And don't look. No, don't look. Nope, don't ask. Nope. And you don't get to tip Hunter Biden off that they're going to interview him the next day or they're going to search his storage locker. You don't get to do that either. Now, one of the guys who's going to testify today, I think, or at least something of his is going to be called into the record, is an FBI supervisory agent who investigated Hunter Biden. And he's going to corroborate everything that these whistleblowers say. So the the pile of people who are f- using their voice, not just finding it, but using it, is getting bigger. The pile's getting bigger. And I keep thinking, aren't there enough people of character in Washington, D.C. who work for the IRS and the FBI? It's sad, isn't it? If only three come forward. If only three say, this is a bunch of garbage, what the Bidens are trying to get away from. Isn't there an inherent something or other in most people? Maybe there's like an overdose of it in me. So I'm the only one who thinks it's in everybody. But isn't there an inherent overdose in people of wanting to see 
liars, and crooks be brought to justice. I would assume that exists in everybody, particularly when they're profiteering off of it. If so, where's the stack of other IRS agents who come in and go, yeah, this is garbage what they did. This is all, I can't say the word. You know what (laughs) word I'm tempted to say, right? So this FBI supervisory agent who's going to corroborate what the whistleblowers say, he got a letter. Tell me if this sounds just the least bit threatening or wrong from an American equal application of the law, everybody tells the truth, we'll evaluate the facts after everything's said and done perspective. This IRS, excuse me, FBI supervisory agent, who's going to corroborate the whistleblower's testimony, got a letter from the FBI on Sunday, like three days ago, he got a letter from the FBI. Oh, look at this. My employer is sending me a letter. I wonder what the letter says. Here's what the letter said. They know he's going to corroborate what the whistleblowers say. So here's what the letter said to this guy. The department, that's the FBI, expects that you will decline to respond to questions seeking non-public information likely covered by one or more components of executive privilege or other significant confidentiality interests, in particular Information about deliberations or ongoing investigative activity in law enforcement matters. Translation. (laughs) Don't talk about Hunter Biden because it's an ongoing investigation, right? Oh, you say, wait, there's a plea deal, Bruce. It's not ongoing. Even Hunter Biden's attorney said it's not ongoing. Oh, no, but it is ongoing from the purpose that as long as they can say it's ongoing, then you can't talk about it. And this guy's saying bupkis to that. I'm going in. I'm going in. I'm speaking truth to power. I'm putting my livelihood on the line. I'm putting my reputation on the line. I don't know how I'm going to provide for my family. I don't know if I'm going to live. I don't know if some nut job Democrat is going to take a pot shot at me or come to my house in the middle of the night like they did Kavanaugh's house with duct tape and other things. But I'm going to tell the truth because for the rest of my life, I'm going to be able to look at myself in the mirror. That is the at least the one thing I'm going to preserve. 